Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping in second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. All right, what a day. What a day, what a game. Royals win 3-2. Just a, one of those kind of baseball games that I, I know growing up, the, these are the kind of games that make you fall in love with the sport. Even if you're not a Royals fan or a Twins fan, this was just an entertaining Baseball game, not always pretty, but just a classic. Just a classic game of baseball, and it's nice that the boys come out on top. I'd love to talk about it with you. Phone lines are open for you. The text line is there as well, 913-586-7610. That's the phone number. That's also the number to reach us via text, the J Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. Had action and drama, suspense, excitement, base running, stolen bases, sack bunts, productive outs, execution. Man, that was fun. That was a fun afternoon of baseball. Again, not always pretty. And that might be the theme of today's victory. Not always pretty. Brad Keller, not always pretty out there. Issued five walks and only recorded one out in the sixth inning. Now, walks continue to be an issue for Keller, but, and I attribute a lot of this to the pitch count, but you're not seeing Brad Keller get in his own head and you start to see that snowball build, then it's all downhill for the big fella. Now, leadoff walk in the first, leadoff walk in the fourth, leadoff base runner in the fifth. It was not pretty today from Brad Keller, but he's able to lock in not allow those negative thoughts to dominate his mind and body and body language. Allows one earned run on six hits, five walks, and four strikeouts. And that one run he allowed, that was gift-wrapped for the Minnesota Twins. Two walks and two wild pitches in that fourth inning give Minnesota a short-lived one-run lead, but the Royals answer back in the fifth. Salvador Perez comes through big in the sixth, or excuse me, comes through big in the eighth, but again, it wasn't always pretty, right? Salvi goes down swinging in the first, chases another slider in the dirt this time in the fourth inning, but when the team needed him most with two outs and Bobby Witt Jr. in scoring position, Salvi's down in the count 0-2, <laughs> and a pitch he had no business hitting. He goes up and out of the zone, tying the game up at two. Royals would score another in the ninth and walk away with a 3-2 victory. Again, phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. Again, 913-586-7610. It wasn't always pretty for Scott Barlow in the ninth inning. After getting Max Kepler to open up the frame, he gives up back-to-back singles to right, and just like that, the game-tying run is on second, the game-winning run is on first, but Scott Barlow just outthinks Byron Buxton. The combination of Barlow and MJ Melendez outthink Byron Buxton, and he stares at a meaty fastball for strike three. And then Trevor Larnick rolls over one to end the game in the Royals. And Scott Barlow pick up the win. Barlow's fourth save of the season, the Royals' seventh win of the season. Not always pretty. Again, the offense two for 15 with runners in scoring position, but it's a win, and it's a win because of Salvi and that clutch gene that he continues to show.
because of Edward Olivares, who's one of the hottest hitters in the sport right now. His last five hits have all gone for extra bases. Ali's on base three times today with a pair of doubles and a leadoff walk in the ninth inning that turns into the game-winning run. Nicky Lopez laying down a very difficult sacrifice bunt on the fifth pitch that he saw from the hard-throwing right-hander Durant. Well, Royals fans, you know, I don't have to explain to you how difficult it is to bunt, let alone bunt off of a guy that's pumping it in there at 103. How many times have we had a discussion on this show where, where, where either you're complaining or I'm complaining that the Royals can't execute the fundamental baseball play, can't get that bunt down? Nice to see Nicky Lopez come through there. How about Nick Prado's day, both at the dish and out in right field? Prado on base three times. He goes two for three. He draws a walk, and he makes a terrific sliding catch in right field. Again, it wasn't always pretty, but shoot, when you're 7-21, and 21, you take wins however they come your way. And today it, it came via um, Brad Keller's reluctance to give in to here we go again. Scott Barlow continuing to show that those early season struggles were the aberration, that he is the Scott Barlow we become accustomed to seeing here in Kansas City. And a solid day from the offense. Uh, again, nothing special, right? MJ goes 0 for 5. Vinny doesn't collect a base hit. Neither does Bobby Witt Jr. And yet, you're still able to walk away victorious. I'll tell you this. I don't think that's going to happen very often. MJ, Vinny, Bobby today combined to go... Uh, 0 for 12, and you win, Whoo, man, you better be smiling, Royals fans, because when it's a, a day that's led by Ali and Nicky Lopez and Nick Prado, uh, those days more than likely are going to be few and far between. But in this evaluation season of 2023, uh, man, I'm hoping to see more of it. Hoping to see more guys like Prado, uh, Massey, Maybe Drew Waters when he returns. When he returns, really like to see that lineup lengthen out with at least guys that are worthy of evaluation. Young players where their prime is still ahead of them. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten is our phone number. Royals snap a nine game losing streak in Minneapolis. They walk away with game three of this four game series, holding on to a one run lead. Scott Barlow shutting the door in the ninth. Royals win three to two. We get to your phone calls after this pitch and it's down and away gets away from the catcher here comes Oliveras to score and the Royals take a three to two lead on a wild pitch Massey moves up as well he's at third now three two KC Royals lead for the first time today Final score Steve Stewart as heard here on 610 Sports Radio Edward Olivares leads off the ninth inning of a tie game with a four pitch walk steals second base again uh, maybe I'm um, well they're 7-21. and 21. Wins have been hard to come by this season, but you and I have watched so much Royals baseball over the year. I've quite often seen this team unable to make the fundamental play or to execute what is needed in that specific at-bat. So after Edward Olivares draws that walk, he has speed. He's got to rip second base got to get in scoring position and he does Michael Massey then draws a walk difficult walk and now uh, Ollie's it was a it was a four pitch walk 
Still difficult when the guy's pumping it in there at 102-103. But Massey draws a six-pitch walk, so now you got two on and nobody out. Nicky, you got to get the bunt down. If anyone on this team, that's the guy you want at the dish. Not going to be easy. Got to get it done. And he does. Uh, A beautiful sacrifice bunt to the left side. Both runners uh, advance. Uh... Just an impressive, impressive performance by Nicky Lopez and really by the bottom third of the lineup, especially there in the ninth inning. But really, big picture, the entire game. Ali, Massey, Nicky Lopez, the seven, eight, nine hitters today, go three for nine, score a pair of runs, and drive in another. So after Nicky sacrifices them to second and third, a wild pitch scores Edward Olivares, as you just heard, and that's. All Scott Barlow needed was a one-run lead as he locks it down in the ninth inning. 913-586-7610 is our phone number. That's 913-586-7610. That's also our text line number. My game notes are brought to you by Jay Southland Toe Service, and I, I just loved how much action there was in this game. Sure, uh, Minnesota goes 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position. Your Royals went 2 for 15, so there were plenty of missed opportunities. It's just... A lot of these first 28 games have been three up, three down, swinging at ghosts, looking lost at the dish. I mean, outside of the Royals' third and fourth innings at the dish, um, they had someone on base in the other seven innings. And Minnesota had a base runner in eight of the nine innings, only the one, two, three, eighth inning from Aroldis Chapman set Minnesota down in order. Chapman's 11th appearance this season, his 6th 1-2-3 inning, his ninth scoreless appearance, and now, through 11 outings, Aroldis Chapman has 19 strikeouts in 10 and a third innings, 19 strikeouts to just three walks. 913-586-7610. Raj in the Ozarks writes in. Vern, relief pitcher, Roldis Chapman, upcoming trade. That's going to get us a pretty nice player. Yeah, it um, it, it could. It, it, it could. It, it needs to, right? If, if, if you're going to emulate the Tampa Bay Rays, what they do better than most is win trades. Win those lower... Uh, the uh, under-the-radar trades. Because let, let's be real here. You know, Roldis Chapman is going to be a rental. He's a free agent after this season. He's going to be a three-month rental. So, yeah, you, you can get a nice piece. I don't think you get anything that's going to help you this year. Uh, probably, you know, a um, high-upside guy from A. But if you really want to turn things around, and we've discussed this plenty, you, you might need to trade some of these big-name guys, uh, a Salvi, a Singer, uh, Vinny Pasquantino. Thanks for listening, Raj. 913-586-7610. Brad Keller, like Aroldis Chapman, he'll be a free agent at season's end. And Keller's season doesn't really make much sense when you just look at the numbers. He's now made six starts. He's going about five innings on average. Six starts, 30 and one-third innings pitch for Brad. He has 24 strikeouts and 24 walks and somehow has an ERA of 3.56. 
something has to change. If the walks remain this high, that ERA is going to balloon. Doing this tightrope act that we saw today from Brad Keller, that is not sustainable. Keller does not factor in the decision. The win goes to the aforementioned Aroldis Chapman. 913-586-7610. Let's go to Chris in Overland Park. Chris, you're on the postgame show as the Royals win 3-2. to two. Go ahead. Hey, Vern, how you doing today, man? I'm great. How are you? Doing great, man. Hey, uh, quick question on uh, Chapman. There for a couple years, it seemed like, you know, he didn't have that 101, 102. Do you see anything in his mechanics that made him pop back up to 102, 103 now? Uh, nothing mechanically. Um, I'm, a, I'm not, not that bright. Um, but what it is to me was a a, a, a recommitment uh, this offseason to the work to prove uh, that last year wasn't um, who he is because of that messy ending with the New York Yankees. Now, I think he was he's just motivated to prove to Major League Baseball that it's not over yet, and he's using this Royals organization as a launching pad to uh, get him back into the postseason. Uh, low leverage situation being with the Kansas City Royals, a team now 7-21. and 21. Um, I, I think this is a, a year where he was focused on rebuilding his reputation. I think it's uh, mental and it's motivation. That's why we're seeing the classic Aroldis Chapman that maybe he got away from over the past two seasons. All righty, cool. Hey, uh, enjoy the win. We're tied for the White Sox. We're not the bottom anymore. Let's go. Let's go. I'll meet you out. I, I believe they're having a big parade today uh, to celebrate that fact. Chris, I'm with you, though, man. You, you, if you love baseball, if you love this team, you got to enjoy a day like this because not only was it a win, um, but it wasn't the type of wins that, let me put it this way. I've said since spring training this team needs to be led by its offense. And the offense needs to be led by Bobby, Vinny, MJ, Salvi. Either they do the damage or else we're just holding out hope that someone can be a surprise star on any given afternoon. And you got that today. You didn't get much from your big names at the top. Salvi comes through clutch. Nikki, Ali, Prado do their thing. But when we show up tomorrow, Brady Singer against Sonny Gray... I'm going to look at Bobby, Vinny, MJ, and Salvi and say, you guys got to do it today. Their star is on the hill. The Royals' best starter is on the hill for them. And the stars of their offense are in the lineup. Now, tomorrow's one of those bottom line games where, Brady, whatever Sonny Gray does, I need you to match him. You could say that's unfair, that Brady Singer's not on the same level as Sonny Gray. Well, within this clubhouse, he is. In the Royals organization, Brady Singer is the one. So you got to go be that guy tomorrow. Bobby, Vinny, MJ, Salvi, I need you to lead us to victory tomorrow. I know it's a team game, but I need you to put the team on your back. That's what stars do. That's what I'm going to need tomorrow. That's what I need most days because I feel... Foolish showing up to the ballpark saying Kyle Isbell and Edward Olivares and Michael Massey and Nicky Lopez are going to be the reason why we win today. You know, you'd love to say it's going to take a total team effort. 
But when you're 7-21 and and trying to hold off the Oakland Athletics for the worst record in Major League Baseball, that total team effort is uh, darn near impossible to come by. So a day like this, where you get one hit from those big four, one total hit from the big four, you don't get some extraordinary start from your starting pitcher to win that type of game just fills you up, makes you happy, especially when there were so many missed opportunities, so many walks from Brad Keller, so many chances for this team to hang their head, continue to fight, and they come away with the dub. Let's go back to the text line, 913-586-7610. Dan and KCK is excited about Brady Singer taking the hill tomorrow. From the 913 and Joey in Grain Valley, he's asking the boys to uh, build on this victory. From the 816, Vern, so what? They won. It won't matter for anything. They're still in the basement. They will remain in the basement until the owner decides to pay for some decent talent. Who cares? Uh, well, you do, obviously. You know, that's... You texted in. You were listening. You care. That's who cares. I mean, why... Why else would you be paying attention to this team? They're not going to the playoffs, right? We, we understand that. So you're just hate watching, <laughs> hate listening every single day. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm locked in for the full 162. I'm going to enjoy the wins <laughs> or else I'm going to go batty. I mean, I've lost it a few times. I've blacked out a few times on the postgame show already this season. No. You know, you can get lost as far as I'm concerned, man. You ain't bringing me down. This was a terrific, terrific game. Edward Olivares extends his hitting streak to eight games. That's the longest by any Royal this year. Ali hitting 375 in this stretch with an OPS north of 1,100. 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. 7-6-10. Royals win 3-2. What a great pitching matchup we have in store tomorrow with Brady Singer and Sonny Gray locking horns. I'll be on the air with the on-deck show beginning at 12 noon. First pitch is at 1-10. Quick timeout. We're back with more of your thoughts after this. Royals win 3-2. They take game three of this four-game set against the Minnesota Twins, setting up a finale tomorrow. Brady Singer and Sonny Gray. Royals fall behind as Brad Keller gift wraps a run for Minnesota in the fourth inning. But the Royals get it right back as Nicky Lopez with just a very controlled swing, singles to center, plating Edward Olivares, who stays red hot. So it's 1-1 at the end of five. Byron Buxton would belt a sweeper from Taylor Clark in the seventh inning to give The Twins, again, another one-run lead, but moments later, bottom half of the eighth, or excuse me, top half of the eighth inning. Salvador Perez with Bobby 90 feet away from tying this thing up and two outs. He, too, singles to center and lets out a giant scream towards his dugout as he's trotting down the first baseline. You know Salvi's always locked in, always ready to swing, and never worried about 0-2, two outs, staring down the barrel of our 22nd loss. Salvi and that energy, we talked about it earlier today on the On Deck Show. It is unique. 
his ability to compartmentalize being on a perennial loser for about five years now to still work that hard, to still bring such great positive energy day in and day out. It's, it's, he's different. Most guys can't do that. Now, Salby does have a slight advantage in that when he shows up to target field tomorrow, maybe he's not going to feel 100%. Maybe he won't want to put in the extra reps in the cage or behind the dish working with Paul Hoover, but he's got that voice in his head saying Cooperstown. So even though his team is 14 games below 528 games into the season, Salvi has plenty of internal motivation, and he comes through in a big way there in the eighth inning to tie it up at two. And then in the ninth inning, as I mentioned, Edward Olivares draws a walk. Michael Massey then draws a walk as well. His first walk in 135 plate appearances. Got to go back to last September since Massey last drew a walk. Yeah, his first of the season... It was a uh, automatic ball, uh, a pitcher violation for ball four to put Massey on. So two on and nobody out. Nicky gets the bunt down. And on a wild pitch, Ali comes in to score what turns out to be the game-winning run. There's a few moments in this game I want to highlight. Beginning with top of the eighth inning in that Salvador Perez game-tying two-out, two-strike RBI single to center. Now, I mentioned Bobby Witt Jr. is on third base. Jorge Lopez comes out of the bullpen, former Royal, uh, the right-hander that they acquired for Mike Moustakis from the Milwaukee Brewers. Jorge Lopez comes out of the bullpen, and I'm sure Salvi was salivating. Right, Salvi, five for seven in his career against Jorge Lopez. Well, now six for eight against Jorge Lopez. You know, I've said this plenty of times. I'll, I'll reiterate it now. Rocco Baldelli knows a lot more about baseball than I do, but, man, I don't I don't know how you let Salvi beat you. I don't know how you don't, eh, you know, four fingers. You take first base. If we lose because Nick Prado finds a gap or lobs one out to center field, I can deal with that. But if you allow Bobby or Vinny or Salvi to beat you, Boy, I don't have, I ain't going to feel bad for you. I'll say that. Faces Salvi and Salvi beats him. I, I, and listen, I know it, it wasn't even a good pitch that Salvi hit. It was up and out of the zone. A uh, fastball at his neck and Salvi pokes it to center field. So yeah, that, that decision to, to, uh, to, to let Salvi in a place where he dominates to let Salvi do that, I thought was confusing. Also wanted to highlight Brad Keller. Had a few big moments today. Uh, but I want to talk about the fifth inning. Now keep in mind, fourth inning, Brad Keller needs 30 pitches to get out of that self-created jam. Right, two walks and two wild pitches gives Minnesota a one-run lead. So he... Throws 30 pitches in the fourth. He's at 74 pitches, and he comes back out of the fifth. I'll be honest. Yeah, you have to bring him out, uh, but I certainly wasn't feeling good. And when he gives up a leadoff single to Max Kepler, now I was happy for my bets, and and we'll, we'll talk about the double play and how much freaking money I made you today. 
Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. But Max Kepler hits a leadoff single to center, and then Carlos Correa hits a cue shot right at Michael Massey at second base. He lets it drop to see which way this oddball is going to carry him off of the dirt. And it changes direction like two, three times. Massey can't get a handle on it, and it's two on and nobody out. So you think the game, well, I thought the game was about to slip away right there. Two on, nobody out. Jorge Polanco, the Twins' number three hitter, coming to the dish, who just missed a home run by inches in the first inning. And he laces a 2-0 offering from Brad Keller to right field. Nick Prado makes a terrific sliding catch, a 107-mile-per-hour rocket off of the bat of Jorge Polanco. Prado did not have time for any missteps, and he didn't take any. He makes the catch. Buxton then swings through a slider for strike three, and Keller gets Trevor Larnick to ground out to end the inning. Brad Keller picking up Michael Massey in a big way. You could see it all over Massey's face when he's unable to corral that cue shot. Even though it goes down as a base hit, originally ruled an error, switched to a base hit later on in the game, you could see it written all over Massey's face, especially with what he went through last night. Right, last night's loss, in my opinion, was squarely laid at the feet of Jordan Lyles and Michael Massey. Massey makes a uh, mental mistake that turns into at least one run. Royals end up losing the game by uh, two runs. So you could see it all over Massey's face that he was starting to get in his own head, that those negative voices were starting to get louder and louder and louder. But thankfully, Brad Keller picks him up and hopefully helps Massey silence those uh, self-destructive thoughts that all baseball players have to fend off on a nightly basis. 913-586-7610 is our phone number. Let's head inside the Royals clubhouse. Scott Barlow talking with the media, talking with Bally Sports Kansas City, and apparently it's Amir Garrett asking the questions. Barlow, yes. how'd you feel today in a, in a, you know, a clutch save situation like that? Um, well, we've been on a, a tough, uh, we had a tough um, the last few days. Uh, how'd it feel to go out there and, and get the save for your team? Felt really, really good. Uh, you know, Brad started off really, really good. Um, and then we just battled back. I mean, it was a pretty close game the whole way through and uh, found our way to the uh, lead there at the end. And uh, yeah, it felt good to just kind of do my part. Uh, how did it feel? Um, you know, you got you got Brian Bruxen on a, on a really good pitch. Um, what do you think he was he was he was uh, looking for there? Uh, that was a pretty good pitch uh, down in the zone right there. Um, I think he was, he was probably sitting on a breaking ball. And um, yes. what was going through your head with that pitch? Yeah, uh, you know, swinging a lot of the, the off-speed stuff, and uh, you know, thought I was executing pretty good, and uh, you know, I thought that fastball down and away was a good pitch, and luckily I executed and. Uh, out good, so. Yeah, it was a good pitch, Scott. Oh, just a ter- terrific uh, battle between Barlow and Buxton. All he saw were off-speed pitches down and fading out of the zone. So, yeah, if I'm up there and I'm sitting breaking ball and you throw me a fastball down and away, I think it's going to break and uh, you know end up being a ball, what would that have been, uh, ball two? Yeah, so he spits on it. It doesn't bend. And he's there staring at it. Just standing there like a house by the side of the road. Scott Barlow's career save number 47 
He's now two back from matching Wade Davis. Hey, I brought up the Rocco Baldelli decision to bring in Jorge Lopez to face Salvador Perez. Who cares who he brings in? Just allowing Salvador Perez to beat you uh, flummoxed me. Let's hear what Matt Cotrero had to say about that showdown between Salvi and Jorge Lopez, who again, now six for eight lifetime against the hard-throwing right-hander. Here's Q answering the question from Annie Rogers of MLB.com. Uh, I wasn't aware of the, the personal history, um, but I know Lopez is a great competitor. That guy, he's a bulldog. I saw him a ton in Baltimore. Um, and, you know, he was in the game last night, and Salvi was aggressive last night as well, and he got the base hit on a slider. Today, I believe he stuck with three heaters, and, and he was able to get on top of one of them. So Salvi's a pro. I mean, you know, he's been doing this for a long time in big spots, and uh, the guys count on him. Salvi, career hit number 1,300. He's the eighth player in franchise history to reach 1,300 hits. Also, that knock gives him 745 career RBI. He's four away from matching Alex Gordon for sixth most in Royals franchise history. Let's go back to the J Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. Again, that's 913-586-7610. Stefan writes in, Vern's signature and much-needed win for the team today. Four stolen bases, Nikki's perfect sacrifice bunt, Vinny hitting the ball to the right side, great point to advance Bobby, Ollie's in fuego and some timely hitting despite the two for 25 with runners in scoring position. The game even had Homer head fakes and quality pitching overall. Vern, it had it all. Glimmers of hope. Glimmers of hope. Signed, Stefan. Yeah, you're my kind of guy, Stefan. Yeah, that, that's, that's how you got to view it. You, you, you need to enjoy games where your unsung ball players, your overlooked uh, hitters come through in big moments because I sadly I, I just I, I don't expect it I if your name's not Bobby or Vinny or Salvi or I know MJ went 0 for 5 and had another punch out but if you're not one of those four I I'm just hoping for the best not one of those four I need you to come through because I don't have too much faith in anybody else so to see Nikki and Ali come through the way that they did, Massey to earn his first walk of the season, Isbell with that walk in the second inning, Nick Prado reaches base three times. It's nice to see because, as we know, it's it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a slog through the summer. Look, this Twins team, they've homered in 12 straight games. They got 21 home runs over the last 12 games. The Royals have 20 home runs all season. You're 7-21, right? I mean, we, we all understand what the story has been thus far. So to have the overlooked collection of bats come through in a big way, that's gonna, it's going to allow me to enjoy my Saturday night. I'll tell you that right now. 913 586 7610. That's 913 586 7610. Rocco Baldelli after the game to Bally Sports North. It's a little bit messed up, but that's part of our game. You know, we overall, I would say our bats on the day were actually pretty good. You know, we, we had good at bats, <clears throat> made good swing decisions as a whole, I think. 
um, hit some balls good, found ways on base. We were on base the whole game. We couldn't uh, we couldn't really come up with a big punch and land a big punch at any point in the game. That's that's really that's really it. I mean, when you feel like you're on the on the not when you feel like when you're on the verge and you have base runners in scoring position and um, you know the guys are feeling good at the plate and putting good swings on the ball and you know you do that the whole game, you're going to score a bunch of runs. You're normally going to score and, and find a way. We just couldn't find a way today and uh, couldn't pull away in any way or, 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 or do the things that we needed to do to separate. Um, and then late in the game, obviously, you know, you can't, you can't give up runs in the eighth, ninth inning in, in tight ball games and think you're going you're to come out on top. But even, even to the very end, I mean, we had a chance to, uh, to win the ball game. We just we, we got to find a way to make that happen. And, uh, you know, I, we have over the last week. We have. We've had good at-bats just like we had today, except two or three times during the game, someone whacks one with, with some guys on base. We just couldn't, uh, couldn't find it. All right, it's Rocco Baldelli following a 3-2 Royals victory. Look, I understand every team's going to win 55, 60 games. Every team's going to. And maybe that's how you view this. Hey, you're going to fall ass backwards into a win every now and then. But you just heard from Rocco talking about what they were unable to do. Those are the things that the Royals did. Well, not not, not hit the three-run home run and... You know, that, that might be the recipe for Minnesota, but they did come through up and down the lineup. They did have those quality ABs, those productive outs, as Stefan mentioned. Vinny Pasquantino there in the eighth inning after a leadoff walk from Bobby Witt Jr., where he's got to steal second base. There is just no excuse for him not to get that bag again. Royals are down 2-1 to one there in the top of the eighth inning. Bobby leadoff walk. He does steal second base, and then as Stefan pointed out, uh, Pasquantino grounds out to the right side, allowing Vinny to, or excuse me, allowing Bobby to move up to third base. Now Melendez didn't get the job done, right? You just got to get the ball in the air and get it deep enough to allow one of or the fastest player in the sport to score. Melendez got it in the air, but it certainly wasn't deep enough. Salvi picked up his fellow backstop, picks up MJ Melendez with that game-tying two-out, two-strike RBI single in the eighth inning. From the 7-8-5, let's go back to the text line. Vern, I get you questioning the decision to face Salvi, but I don't think other teams see anybody as a threat when we're in the situation we are now. Uh, no more than we would have walked Buxton. Um, well, that's that's foolish, I would think. I understand not being afraid of the Royals. Sure. Yeah, no. I get that. But Rocco Baldelli knows about Salvador Perez. I mean, if there's anyone on this team, he is the only one on this team with a real track record. You know, I, I, I lump them all together. I say, I don't know how you would let Vinny or Bobby or MJ or Salvi beat you. I don't know how you would do it. Uh, that's on you if, if you allow that to happen. But you know what? I, I, might be, uh, I might be a homer somewhat to, to really even to put Bobby, Vinny, and MJ in the same class as Salvador Perez. They haven't earned that. They haven't been to an all-star game. They haven't played a playoff game. They haven't played a meaningful game in July. Yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't. I-, I shouldn't put Bobby, Vinny, and MJ in the same category as Salvi. Salvi's in a separate stratosphere within that clubhouse. Well, him and Zach are in that stratosphere together. 
So I understand. <clears throat> Just like it's been now for, what, two, three years? I, I never understood how any manager could allow Salvador Perez to beat you. Now it seems like you got some more talent around him, but, but not enough to where I go, no, let's let's pitch to Salvi. Uh, I, I'd much rather go after Nick Prado. I understand your point that the Royals aren't world beaters, but Salvi is. That's my opinion. Thanks for listening. Back to the Jay Southland Tow Service text line from the 501. Vern, got to start somewhere. Thrilled to get the win. We have seen those like today, slip away quite often this past month. Yeah, you're 100% right. Happy Saturday to you as well. Yeah, it, it does. It, it has to start somewhere. We, we could always have the woe is us and the negative attitude of uh, what's it going to, you know, what does it really mean? Yeah, I, I understand that attitude, but I don't understand why you would pay attention, why you would be dialed into your boys in blue if that's your attitude. If you're watching these games, listening to these games, you're in for the long haul. You're, you're, you're big picture in this bad boy. You're envisioning what Bobby and Vinny, what Prado, Drew Waters, Michael Massey, what this team could be down the line. Just got to get them some pitching. Got to get them some pitching. I, man, it's not even May yet, and I already have a laundry list of wants this offseason. Sadly, it's very similar to the list I had for this previous offseason. I wanted three pitchers. I wanted uh, two starters and a closer. And I guess they delivered, right? Ryan Yarbrough, Jordan Lyles, two starters and a reliever, a closer, and Aroldis Chapman. Yeah, all right. I think that's what we're going to need again. Uh, At least two starting pitchers. I would like both of them to be better than Jordan Lyles. And you're going to need a closer, and I would like him to be under team control for longer than one year. Longer than just, uh, I'm using you, you're using me, this is all a transactional thing here, we're not uh, setting down any roots, not building really any bonds in Kansas City, we're going to be bailing on this place in the matter of months. Got to get some pitching, especially with Chris Bubich being done for the season. Got to give Brady Singer some help. Singer on the hill tomorrow as he squares off with Sonny Gray. It's a 110 first pitch, and I'll have the on-deck show beginning at 12 noon. Following tomorrow's finale, it's an off day on Monday. Then the boys return home for 10. Three against Baltimore, three against Oakland, and four against the Chicago White Sox. Thanks to Jed Marshall for the help back at the studio. Thanks to you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow, 12 noon. On your home for Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio.